0: Paying too much online for the stuff you want can be more painful than a double stingray on your feet. Get the best deals on everything you need and help support Rob has a podcast whenever you start your Amazon shopping with our link, robhasawebsite.com slash Amazon or for our friends in Canada, use the link robhasawebsite.com slash Amazon CA.
1: The smartest guys around Are about to break it down Like they've won The game a million times
0: Well, actually, they didn't really win the game At all
1: Survivor know it all
0: Yes, that's right. The Survivor know-it-alls are back and it will be no photo finish to see who is the most knowingest know-it-all tonight as I'm yeah. joined by uh, the man who is uh, the, the I'll say the least annoying know-it-all. Here it is. <laughs> Steven Fishback. <laughs>
1: Rob, Rob, I I, I tweeted this, but I, I, you know, I may not be an angel, but I I do want to podcast with one. So I'm, I'm glad to be here uh, with you (laughs) podcasting. You hold yourself to a higher standard, Rob. And that's why I love, what's what I love about you?
0: Yes. And I asked my wife before the show, she did confirm Stephen Fishback is the least annoying (laughs) know-it-all.
1: Well, this has been, this was a crazy double episode. You know, it's really too bad we didn't have the live know-it-alls about this insanity. Uh, just a fluke of scheduling that we got the Nina boot last week with all those great people in the house. Um, but this week we had two incredible episodes, so much to talk about, so much bad strategy. And I know what, you know, you and I probably had the exact same reaction. We were both shocked and appalled that they killed a chicken instead of a rooster. Why don't you get to kill the rooster? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the worst move of the episode. <laughs> Kill the rooster, not that the chicken. That was the
0: worst. I thought of the best move of the episode. Uh, you know, in all in all fairness, uh, yeah, great time last week at the know it alls. We actually dodged a bullet because had we scheduled our yeah. n- live know it alls for this week. We would have been totally screwed by the two hour episode because there wouldn't have been enough time for us to do the podcast because we would have used up all our time on the second hour of Survivor. So it actually was a blessing uh, that it worked out this way. And we have a lot to talk about here live back in the studio where we have Lindsay and Max Uh, would not have had that on my predictions for tonight.
1: No, I mean, Lindsay was probably going to go soon, right? Like, yeah, she was not necessarily the she didn't have the softest touch uh, on Survivor. But it's interesting to see tonight. Max also didn't have the softest touch. You know, Max going into the game. I'd met him a couple times before. Um, super smart guy, super just strategically savvy. Uh, and then and then, uh, you know, he gets out there, knows the game too well and something goes wrong.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about uh what exactly went wrong for Max tonight and how Survivor needs to stop trying to make Survivor Lindsay happen. It, just give up. No <laughs> yeah. Lindsay has ever made the merge. They never yeah. will. Stop it, Lynn. Stop putting Lindsey's on Survivor. Maybe is that why Lynn sp- is is Lynn short for Lindsay and then she's very <laughs> fond <laughs> exactly. of the name? Yeah. Like that's a nice name. Let's give this Lindsay another shot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's true. It's interesting. You know, the name, the name means a lot, you know, Rob's they perform very well.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get into all of it. Of course, uh, we have a big week planned here on the survivor podcast. Of course, I will speak with both Lindsay and Max Dawson tomorrow. Oh, is it going to be on ex- one
1: two separate interviews or two one separate interview?
0: interviews they will be yeah. calling in uh, sure. separate uh, So I have separate idea. phone calls scheduled with each of those guys for the last uh, for a while now they've done uh, separate phone calls when they have the
1: interviews them. were always so awkward because like you, you try to ask I mean not because of you just because of like the nature like they were two completely separate narratives and you were trying to include everybody in the conversation yeah.
0: it's always yeah. awkward when you have two on the same phone call but uh, luckily yeah. that is not the case tomorrow and then I will be speaking with we'll be speaking with the Wentworths Stephen and Dale oh, and my Kelly. Yes. No. Double episode, double guest Wentworth. farm
1: guy, 69 and daughter.
0: Yes. And, and the farm guy's daughter.
1: Yeah. The, um, that is a great, that's a great. That I feel like, I feel like Kelly Wentworth is one of the unacknowledged strategists. I know she did very well in uh, Miss Survivor, but I, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Kelly. So yes. I feel like she got a raw deal. would have loved to see her uh, play a little bit harder.
0: All right, well, we'll talk with them tomorrow. Plus, I will do your voicemails with the official composer of Rob Has a Podcast, Ryan Elder, is going to be joining us. Uh, He's the person uh, that writes uh, so many of the great RHAP jingles, uh, and he's going to be joining us to take your voicemail. So get your voicemails in for tomorrow.
1: At. what's an example what's like a jingle
0: uh let's see uh like uh let's like this maybe tweets the tweets, tweets. the wider than bail a balance things with her feet. Tweets. yeah all right yeah, so okay. anyway so <laughs> uh ryan is going to join me tomorrow for the voicemails uh that's get your voicemails in rob has a website.com slash voicemail or three-282 R two r h a p all right, Stephen. Also, uh, one one other announcement before we get into the episode: voting is still going on for the podcast award. Stephen, can you believe it?
1: I vote every day. I can believe it. Sometimes I even remember to tweet about my voting. Um, but but reminder, people, vote vote every day. day. No, you're the, if best. You don't, you're the best. someone else will win. Uh, the best. The best. What?
0: Yeah. That uh, just for that, <laughs> I'll I'll play your song. Stephen's the best. Know it all. Yes, and so uh, you can vote as well, just like Stephen. Go to. Podcastawards.com and vote for Rob's Podcast for Best Entertainment Podcast and People's Choice Podcast of the Year. If you think we deserve it, if you think we deserve it.
1: Is there a way to sabotage the competition? In addition to voting for you, can we sabotage no, the competition? No, we are right
0: not sabotaging the competition. We're running a clean race. We are not trying to, we're not going to diminish the other worthy podcast because yeah. we're all podcasters, Steven.
1: Right. We're all in it together. We're all in together. Okay. Uh
0: let's talk about this. Okay, let's start with Max Dawson. Let's start with okay. Max. And it's really funny how this episode ended up going where it ended up with we talked about where the, the tribe swap happens. And we'll get into that and talk about what's going on with the other tribe. But we ended up with very similar to Survivor Kagiyan, And I'm yeah. surprised that this wasn't brought up. It's almost identical to where the three brains plus the three beauties and then sarah, sarah the sarah. one person who was the swing vote how that played out in survivor 28 almost the yeah. the last season these people saw before they went out there we have almost the identical tribe setup and instead Whoa. of the beauties all going their own separate way uh you had basically the three tribes seemingly sticking together and then what we thought was going to happen with sarah in that instance being the swing vote uh that's not how that played out in survivor 30 which is a good lesson of just because something played out a certain way one time doesn't inherently mean it will be the same way another time.
1: Although it was interesting, to be fair, that um, with the uh, the brains tribe um, in, in Survivor Kaligayon, you know, they said, you know, Spencer had this confessional, you know, we're just kind of sitting back and letting them come to us. And Hallie had basically the exact same confessional, like we're we're going to sit back, let them come to us. Yeah, you know, I think Max and Shireen went out there with this hard sell really pushed it and it didn't end up sealing the deal
0: well in fairness to max and shereen uh their actual pitch did work that the person that they were trying to get to swing over to them was going to swing over with them the problem I, I, was i don't know they, if we can
1: say that we don't know that we well don't know kelly that.
0: said well it doesn't make sense for me to go with max and Shireen." she didn't tell us in confessional like max and shereen think i'm with them screw them i mean i right. hate them
1: um, no i agree but she had never she had never committed to them And then the other side just was able, I mean, I agree that like Carolyn probably was the decisive factor. I don't, I mean, if Max and Shereen had locked up Kelly, they would have locked up Kelly, you know, like that didn't happen.
0: Well, I think they had Kelly again. It's a little bit semantics because it didn't end up happening. I think they had Kelly had it come to a vote. I think Kelly was sort of in Sandra mode of, okay, fine. As long as it's not me because she was so nervous. She was the one person from her blue collar tribe. But that being said, they didn't lock up Carolyn. They thought right. their three was solid and uh, they hadn't realized that maybe this comes all the way back to uh, naked gate. And how much of a factor do you think that was? We've seen lots of clues over these first four episodes that Max and Shireen, while they were tight with Carolyn in episode one, between the nudity, between the monkey sex, between, uh, you know, Carolyn calling Max a cult leader, they did not do enough to lock up, uh, her vote in this swap.
1: Well, and this is an, int- an incident where I think actually it did mirror uh, Kagayan very closely. I mean, if you remember in Kagayan, right, what pissed Cass off so much, right, was all the attention for that he was giving to Sarah. And that's exactly what happened here, right? Carolyn's like, Carolyn says, they think Kelly's the swing vote. I'm going to take that power for myself. Yeah. You know, she was completely aping. It was a very similar thing where, Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe they did have Kelly, but they had her at the expense of Carolyn. And, uh, you know, this Shireen has this really, really brief conversation with Carolyn by the water. You know, it's going to be, we're, we're voting out Will. That's it. Done. She doesn't work to keep carolyn in line she just assumes carolyn is in line and i think you know max did something similar earlier in the episode where he was like well we've got to keep shireen happy and carolyn's like why don't you keep me happy you know so i think that's you know gets back to one of the hardest things about survivor is that you know not only do you have to worry about your enemies but you've got to keep your allies in check and i think that bit the brains in the butt with Cass, and it's biting uh white collar in the butt with carolyn
0: yeah, I think that goes back to the forty nine laws of survivor, uh, which you can hear anytime if you go to rapperswebsite slash store. Stephen, uh, it's you know, it's not always your enemies that are going to screw you over. Often, it's your friends because uh, they don't feel appreciative uh, of right. the things that you give them. You give them stuff, and uh, you know they take it for granted.
1: They just assume that they deserve stuff, and if you're not constantly giving them more stuff. Uh, you're you're falling short. Yeah, the and second that's what you think, s- stop giving them stuff, then they get pissed. So I think just like the fact that Max and Shireen were like, "Got Carolyn unlocked. Let's focus on Kelly." But they weren't even really doing that, right? Like we saw these shots of like the five other people sitting in the shelter talking about Max and Shireen and how annoying they are, while Max and Shireen were off by the fire, just like high fiving each other. You know, <laughs> like what, like. The two of them spend more time with each other than with anybody else. And that's just bad gameplay.
0: Yeah, it really looked like it was going to be a setup where I thought heading into tribal council, we were going to see where, okay they were going to pull the rug out from Max and Shireen, but it was going to be going into tribal council. It was going to be the vote that we were getting. The narrative was going to be is carolyn or kelly going to stick with max and Shireen, or right. so will it be will the white collar people win out or will the no collar people right. win? It out? it wasn't even close and, it and, was
1: like which is more annoying
0: yeah and then the, ultimately like the show just dropped that premise and they ultimately gave us well okay it's definitely going to be max and Shireen. who's right. more annoying it's going to come down to and i have to say i was really floored that it was Max and not Shireen Uh, not to speak anything to who's more annoying because I don't think either of them are annoying. Uh, Maybe I wasn't out there playing survivor with them, but I was really surprised that since the tribes are so uh, askew uh, to use uh, Jeff's word, uh, not a scoot because the tribes are uh, so lopsided. I really was surprised that they ended up voting out Max instead of Shireen.
1: Well, maybe it's because the tribes are so lopsided, right? Like, vote Max versus Shereen. They're still a much smaller tribe. They're still not going to win that immunity challenge. But, you know, Max, maybe they considered more of a threat for whatever reason. You know, maybe they saw Max uh, had, maybe they knew Max from Carolyn had tighter alliances with Joaquin and Tyler, right? Like, Carolyn, like, was frustrated that Joaquin and Tyler refused to vote him out. So maybe that's why they got rid of him. He was more dangerous At a at a merge, he was more dangerous physically, you know, getting rid of him now. uh, It's a good opportunity to take out someone.
0: Yeah. The whole Max thing. I, I really also wonder if it was that they said, like, hey, we're screwed anyway. You know, our team sucks anyway. It doesn't matter. And, you know, Haley mentioned something called a quality of life vote. Uh, and Haley is the one that really seemed annoyed with Max with the whole uh, work gate that ended up happening. Um, yeah,
1: well, well, Jen, too, couldn't stop. Like, she was like, why are you talking about all about the astral? you know, the astrological signs of the of the survivor winners? And that really upset eliza on twitter she does not believe in astrology and <laughs> oh, <laughs> she was outraged.
0: <laughs> oh i can't wait to talk about that tomorrow yeah. Oh, i had no idea that that was a hot button topic for
1: eliza astrology you don't want to talk about uh, astrology on twitter was she um, fine with it
0: as the survivor play or is it just the bringing up the astrology
1: i think just any kind of cre- credence for uh <laughs> you know the into the merits of astrology <laughs> wow um here's something i want to i want to run by you rob it's something i was thinking about watching this episode do you think Max and Shireen were hurt by having each other? Because here you have these two super fans who are nerding out together. And so they get comfortable with this dynamic of like, we're nerding out all the time. But if if they didn't have each other, you know, these two obsessive people, do you think they might've been in a better position? They might've like held it back a little bit.
0: That's interesting. I think probably a little bit, but I don't know necessarily if they would have behaved that differently if they like. I think that talking to each other was probably uh, a factor. But I mean, we saw Shireen talking about the game with other people. We saw Max telling Jen about the whole astrology thing. I think that those two people out there on Survivor were going to talk about Survivor. It probably was worse that they were with each other. But I think it still would have been the same result had they not had each other.
1: The, the one thing I want to say about about both, you know, Max and Shereen are so annoying, that whole edit, you know, on Survivor, and I don't think it always comes through, everyone is so annoying. <laughs> like, you just cannot stand a single person out there. And, you know, I'm sure Max and Shireen found all of them annoying, and they probably all find each other annoying in different ways. You know, it's like, it's just sort of that insider-outsider mentality where, like, whoever you you want to target is the most annoying human being in the world. Yeah.
0: Uh, let me just say something in fairness to Max and Shireen, uh, you know, fanboying and fangirling out about being on survivor. Um, it's hard to do and it's something that didn't really hurt me in the Amazon and it was, you know, somewhat endearing, I th- maybe, to uh, some of the people that I was around because I was around people that were also, uh, you know, fans of the show and I, and I wasn't, you know, constantly, There was only five seasons to talk yeah, about. Yeah. So
1: not much had happened at that point. Not much
0: had happened yet, um, no. but I will say that similar to Max and Shireen, um, I think you you definitely can argue that my constant chatter about Survivor got on the nerves of the other All Stars, and so this was a uh, it was a, a bad spot for me to be in as right. the consummate Survivor fan now being on Fantasy Camp with the other famous survivors. So it was yeah. while these while Max and Shereen are out there with other people on Survivor. Now I'm out there on Survivor and now here I am with the pe- the other people from Survivor, so right. it's hard for me not to let a day go by and ask Sue Hawk about snakes and rats, uh, and talk about you know the these the former survivors, things that happened that I've, I didn't have a podcast then, Stephen. I didn't right. get to ask people questions, uh, <laughs> and so this was something that got under the skin uh, from some confessionals I watched after I was gone, talking about you know how I how annoying and irritating I actually am. Um.
1: It's no. hard. It's hard yeah, it's not hard. to it's a hard talk hard balance, about Survivor. You, know? you don't know. Like you don't know. Like if you're trying to like share with someone the things that matter to you and you think is a point of common ground after all you're all on this reality TV show together, you know, maybe that reality TV show is the one thing that unites you. Um and it is hard. It's hard to know like where the where the line is. I think but that's the difference right between between doing a great job and and not is being able to read your audience, right? Right. Like ultimately, and to some degree there's luck involved. Like, you know, you might a, a read that's right, makes you a good player and a read that's wrong makes you a bad player. But like, maybe, you know, maybe it's not a testament to you. Maybe it's just like, maybe there's just luck.
0: I want to talk about the state of super fans going on to Survivor. Because I think that we always hear the argument of, okay, why don't they put more super fans on the show, Steven? Yeah. Why don't they put more people who never miss an episode onto the show? And I do think that there's probably a good middle ground where I think that the more you watch the show, the more you are obsessed with the show. I think at some point that does come back to hurt you a little bit.
1: I mean, it's hard to say that, you know, Cochrane obviously huge game, super fan, Certainly hurt him his first time out, um, but comes back his second time and, and, you know, his super fandom probably helped him a lot. Right. Like that was his narrative arc. in in a way was the super fan who made good, you know, Spencer Bledsoe, um, he another another big super fan, you know, and I think so. I think it really just depends so much on how you harness that super fandom, how much you talk about how, you, you know, how much, you know, the game how receptive the people you're with are to that. There's just so much circumstance that goes into it that could go well for you, could go terribly. Yeah.
0: I think it's a little bit like, you know, meeting. uh, I always tell people when they go through the casting process that you want to let, you know, the casting people know that you are a, you are very excited about Survivor. You are very, you are a Survivor enthusiast, but you're not obsessive. Like, I think you it's almost like I mean, we had so much advice about dating in this episode and men and women relations uh, like with a with a, a, a woman. You want her to feel like you are uh, very excited about her, but you don't want to let her feel like you are obsessed with her. Like, I feel
1: like there's a, a or, you know, true with a man, too. Right. Like, I think true. the big lesson that Lindsay taught us was that men and women should be held to the equality. same standards.
0: Yes, the quality. Yeah. Just like you know, knowing everything about baseball doesn't necessarily help you uh, too much in the baseball game. It probably get annoying. Yeah, like when, when it is like yeah. when
1: baseball, like October or, or whenever it is. That's right. That's yeah. right. Or who Eddie George is. Uh, you know, it's not important. Yes, I, I, I agree. I think you want to say like I know the game, but I think when it gets to the point of I know what color the merge buff was in Panama, that that may be something you keep to yourself. Right. Like what what the sign was, you know, what artist the sign is. I, don't, what, what, I mean, you know, what is Cyrus sign?
0: I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, I'm sure we'll we'll find out the answer by the end of this podcast. Anyway, I guess <laughs> we'll, we'll, going back to what I'm saying is that if you take a look at the best players in this game, they're not the people that know the most about the show. Like there's right. no connection of knowing the most about the show doesn't make you a good player and, and, vi- and vice versa. Like,
1: well, it's connecting with people, right? Like that's the most important. It is a social. And I think that's what this episode showed more than anything is like. It is such a social game before it is anything else. And right. if like you're annoying, it doesn't matter how good your strategy is if people are annoyed by you.
0: Right. If Boston Rob and Parvati were in some sort of survivor trivia contest, it would right. be a disaster.
1: Yeah. And it would, be a, it, would be a, it would be a disaster. I mean, unless the questions were about Boston Rob and Parvati. Even then, even yeah. then.
0: I, I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure how, I, you know, if you put, and then if you put Max Dawson as the third person in that contest and, and, right. and all the questions were about Boston Rob or Parvati, I still think Max Dawson would win.
1: So Aris is a Libra.
0: Libra. Oh, like yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're so simpatico.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do All right. Libras get along with each other. Anyway. Yeah, we balance. We balance. You know. All
0: right. Uh, sorry, Eliza. Sorry, Eliza, if you're watching, I, I I retract my last comment about the Libras getting along. Okay. Yeah. So uh is Shireen totally f now, Stephen? Do we expect one week from tonight this talk about Shireen being the next person out of this tribe?
1: I mean, if I were this tribe, I would not eliminate Shireen now, right? She's like the easy, although. It's dangerous. Like, do you let Shereen get to emerge when like nobody might be interested in eliminating her, or do you sort of take her out now? I mean, it's so hard, right? You, I mean, that's let's assume that tribe is going to Tribal Council next week. I think that's probably a given. You've got this new alliance, right? You got Carolyn, you got uh, Kelly, and you got uh, these three no callers. Who do you rob? Rob Sesternino you are calling the shots for the no-collar alliance. Let's assume that's tight. That's tight. Do you take out Kelly, the blue collar? Do you take out Karen on the white collar or do you take out Shireen, the white collar?
0: I mean, I think I would take out Shireen uh, just because, you know, the other people are with me if I'm in that alliance. Uh, I I mean, maybe Kelly might be the interesting one to get rid of because there are so many blue collar people left in the game that you could sort of look at, you know, if you sort of suss out that she's close with Mike, and that there's a relationship there that you could sort of hurt the numbers by getting rid of. Like, you get to the point where we were at this point in Survivor Kagian, where they had to look at, well, okay, Alexis or Jeremiah, who's more likely to go back and rejoin their, uh, the original beauty tribe with LJ right. and Jeffra. I think right. that you might look at Kelly and say, hey, maybe she's going to be the person that's going to get back together with Mike. So I think that that could make the uh, decision more interesting. So it's not necessarily a slam dunk shireen I've, is out next
1: i've never played through a swap but i was really interested recently to see how much the alliances made at the swap yeah. end up enduring like that to me is still a little bit surprising and i'm yeah. still like i'm curious like over the last like x seasons like let's say 10 seasons if the swap alliances are hardier than the initial alliances like, i'd love to know that if someone could uh you know tweet at us or
0: whatever yeah well just to talk it through uh real quick it certainly was the case early on in survivor where you had the you had your swap and and then but you would go back to your original tribe uh after the merge that was certainly the case you know uh in uh in africa at least for the winning tribe that was the winning play to sort of ride out the swap and then go back to your original tribe uh survivor the amazon is the first season where we see the new merged uh, or swapped group come together as uh, the power group, and I think in the three tribe format, I definitely feel like the tribe that comes together out of like the two tribes that are newly formed, the one that's more cohesive after the swap is the one that's going to carry the day.
1: Um, I yeah, I mean, I think that's right. I, I mean, in general, the thing that you know, as an individual, the thing you need the most is. Um, You know, social acuity. As a tribe, the thing you need the most is cohesion. Like almost more than any other quality, the groups that are the tightest are the ones that um, that do the best. And I think you know that's why No Caller is going to do so well, as they've got rid of the people they didn't like. Now they're a tight four, and you see, we've seen that time and time again that the the tight the tight twosomes or threesomes or foursomes they're the ones who make it to the end. So um, it really is it is a question of cohesion. Um, but I, I think it was last season where like the the, the tribe, you know, after the swap and, and certainly it was um, in, yeah, in just, Gerean, like after the swap that the groups really stayed together.
0: Right. Where we had, you know, uh,
1: it wasn't exactly it was it was sort last of season it was complicated because of the blood versus water thing where like people were like teamed up with their loved ones again.
0: Right. Where you had, uh, you know. Baylor and Missy and then John and Jacqueline, but then Natalie was uh, over on the other tribe. Then they ended up uh, sort of coming together, but that to that pair of John and Jacqueline and Baylor and Missy ended up coming together after the, after the tribe swap. Um, let me just here, on a scale of one to 10, uh, Max Dawson screwed by the tribe swap. Uh, zero is not screwed by the tribe swap at all. 10 is totally screwed uh, by the tribe swap, like Aaron in survivor China.
1: Right, I think maybe like four or five. Four or I mean, five. you know, Carolyn was gunning for him. The other guys were like tepid, right? Like they liked him, but they they uh, you know they weren't committed to getting him out. But he had a real enemy with Carolyn. Um, you know, he's got one strong. Yeah, you know what I'll say. He's six or seven screwed by the tribe twelve. What do you think?
0: Yeah, his name came up in the first hour, but I felt like his name came up in the sense that carolyn was like hey let's vote out max and the guys were like come on you're crazy uh she's like yeah he's the call
1: leader you gotta get rid of him and that's oh sorry go ahead
0: yeah and they were they were just like ah it's probably gonna be shireen
1: the um that said like you know the the other you know as soon as they merged the no-caller people were like we don't like this human (laughs) so um and that was like even before Carolyn started, you know, bad mouthing him. So it it's hard to say. It is hard. I do think he you know, he was in a better position than he was. Like had he gotten to the merge with his with his group, with, with Joaquin, with Tyler, I think he could have done really well in the game. So it, you know, it's it's it is hard to say and it's really unfortunate for him as such a fan of the game to uh to go out that way
0: all right let's talk about the other tribe the new blue collar tribe and i want to call them by their uh by their actual name at least once before i just the refer strong them. Tribe. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. uh that is the blue the new blue collar tribe uh which ends up being uh,
1: i believe six men and one woman uh, one <laughs> woman. The woman is sierra who's sierra. like the tallest and most athletic woman like it's it's so broken and like the, uh, you know, the men on um, on the Red Tribe are Will, who is, you know, not doing that great in the challenges. And Max, who's doing, doing well, he's doing well. So they won, you know, Max.
0: Yes. And so uh, this group of six guys comes together and
1: immediately it's a sausage party, Stephen. Yeah. Joaquin and Rodney, they were talking about, you know, feeling each other out. So no, I mean, l-
0: literally, they won a reward that was a uh, getting man, to celebrate yeah. of uh, the reward. It was eating sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Literally is a sausage party. Literally a sausage yeah. party. Um, so we have this new group, and this ties into the stuff that I want to get into from the first hour, Stephen, of did the old blue-collar tribe they have a decision to make, do we vote out Rodney or do we vote out Lindsay? And Ultimately, they decide to vote out Rodney, which I felt like went in the face of everything they showed us in the edit of what they were saying the logic was. And so they end up voting out Lindsay, keeping Rodney and then really like, uh, you know, chewing Sierra out after tribal council. And then they end up on a tribe where she ends up being the swing vote. And that decision has immediate ramifications for the people that made it in Mike and Dan and Rodney.
1: I, I mean, we need to talk about that vote too. The first episode's vote because yeah, let's do that. And then let's set up the yeah. uh, tribe swap dynamics. Okay. It was truly a terrible decision, right? On the one, you've got this Alliance of Rodney, Kelly and Dan, right? And, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mike, Kelly and Dan and Mike and Dan were tied in day one when they were chosen to sort of be the leaders. And we just saw, you know, Mike and Kelly kind of form this bond tonight because Mike was impressed with, uh, how she like got wounded so bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and they have this choice between Rodney on the one hand, who's this like offensive, sexist loudmouth, and Sierra and Lindsay on the other hand, and Lindsay's sort of this like sacrilegious loudmouth. Um, so you've got these two like ent- like loudmouths uh, on your tribe, and they're deciding which loudmouth to get rid of. Um, and interestingly they choose the one that is most going to divide and alienate their tribe coming into a swap where it's day 11 or day 12 you got to assume a swap is coming up and even if you're not sure a swap is coming up you need to play like a swap is coming up you know you need to play the game defensively if you're going to play well and uh to like alienate sierra like that is insane make the smart safe vote Yeah, I agree with
0: you 100% about this. It didn't make any sense, especially when I feel like in this instance, it's the night before a swap that, you know, seemingly that they've always done it with three tribes uh, after four people are gone. You want to have as many people on your side as possible. You don't know how the, you know, deck is going to get shuffled tomorrow. But what you do know is that you want as many people that like you going into the shuffle as possible, so you. What you do here is ultimately you keep one guy, but then you put somebody who you burn them so bad that you now you have a, a card in the deck that is going to be working against you and it's worse flipping than, against like, you. No,
1: yeah, it's worse than neutral because it's negative to it you. It's like a negative. not a neutral box.
0: Yes, it not is. a neutral. Box. And, and so, and then not only that, they compounded, by then they tell her all the reasons why she sucks after. But that was Dan apologizing. Yes. That's oh. how he
1: apologizes is by telling you how much you're terrible.
0: All right. Uh, talk to me about the two, two, two split. Uh, any, any issue with that? I felt like they did not set that up well in the episode uh, that I was really like, wait, hold on. Why, why did they do this? Who was in on
1: the split? I mean, you hate the idol split. I think this is the right move. Actually. I think like, and this, you know, if you're the Mike, uh, Dan, Kelly Alliance, if your two 2 split goes wrong and Rodney's voted out, there are worse things that have happened to you, you know? But like just be safe, split the votes, uh, you know, be safe. And uh I think that I think it was not terrible. You know, they know an idol is out there, they have the locked votes. Just 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 uh you know, why not?
0: Well, I mean I feel like if Rodney is voting for Lindsay and Lindsay is voting for Rodney. I mean, what are they afraid is going to happen?
1: I guess when you're doing you know when you're in that moment and you've made your decision, you want to be as organized and, and you know you want all of your ducks in a row. Look, it was a terrible decision, but once they had made it they they pulled it off they 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 executed their terrible decision well, yeah.
0: And so they keep they keep Rodney around, and I don't know if it's because they felt like he's more loyal, or they felt like okay, we need his strength in the challenges. But I maybe feel like- they
1: thought he was a big target, you know, like maybe he's like a <sighs> Philip Shepherd for them.
0: Right, but you have Dan in this alliance; that's already a big target. <laughs>
1: uh, Rodney, like Rodney, absorbs so much energy, right? Like he is just talking all the time, insulting people, you know, impersonating people, you know, making these sexist remarks. He's definitely he absorbs a lot of focus, you know, so maybe that's a thought, you know, going into a swap. Who are you going to vote out first? You're going to vote out Rodney before you vote out me.
0: I guess so. Well, if that's the idea, the meat shield theory. So they go ahead, they keep they keep Rodney around. And then ultimately, the way that this works out, of course, the survivor gods make it this way where Sierra ends up being the swing vote as four blue collar people end up on the new blue collar tribe along with uh walk and Tyler uh, and then and Joe and Joe. We also have Joe's like the forgotten guy over there. And so now we have uh, this new tribe dynamic. And it's funny that Mike says in the episode, he's like, uh, you know, we got to worry not to get Sierra uh, again. Uh, it's, it's hard, hard to do. And then uh, still have a silver voice left the podcast. I don't know how the yeah, guy. Yeah, you, yeah, so no, I do it. no,
1: um, I tried. I couldn't do it. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I'm not allowed to try, you know, I, I, this is what, you know, this is why I don't improv. I venture these little things and I'm, I'm just shut down
0: anyway. So they all say like, okay, well, Sierra, this is a tough spot because Sierra the swing boat now. And yeah. then um we have where the Dan and Rodney and Mike all get what? up and walk away What's
1: wrong with them. These blue collar people are so bad. They know Sierra's on the outs. You never leave that person alone. Yeah, that was a bad
0: play. That was a bad yeah. play. And like seemingly like in the first like five minutes of when they're all together.
1: Like we don't know. Yeah, we don't know the time, but it really did seem like that not much time had passed. Now, when you're in that position, Rob, you're Tyler, right? And and Sierra comes to you, you know, you've got like a winner's edit going on. You know, you know, you things are pretty good for you. Um, Sierra comes to you and says, I hate these guys. I want out. How much do you believe her and how much do you not believe her?
0: Well, why would that be a decoy? Like, uh, is she that that good of a survivor player that she's going to no, no,
1: no. you've never met Sierra before? Do you is there any you know, is there any uh, trepidation?
0: No, I, I think that we have not really seen the instance where somebody is that passionate of I hate my tribe. I hate these guys. These guys suck. Uh, And they're totally faking it. You know, I think that you could see if she was sort of like coy about it, like, Oh, well, you know, I really, I'm not like, don't count me in with these guys because like, I could see like what (laughs) Carolyn was doing as being sort of like the person who's faking it. Uh, But she was so emotional that these guys are the worst. They voted off Lindsay. She was my friend. And I think that she just gave, you know, so much, you know, support for what she was saying that you had to believe her. And I wonder, though, do you think that that Sierra potentially puts herself in the position where both sides come together and say, hey, why don't we just vote out Lindsay and stay as strong as possible?
1: Sierra. Sierra. I'm sorry, Sierra. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like both Sierra and Carolyn are making decisions that are not actually good for them. Carolyn is becoming the fourth or the fifth in this other alliance. And Sierra is basically doing the same. I mean, it's actually a little different for Sierra, right? Where Sierra is going to kind of this unformed alliance where, you know, Carolyn is going to three people who are really tight and is like, let me be your fourth. What Sierra Sierra's doing is not as bad. Where Sierra is going to two, you know, two uh, white collars and one no collar and saying like, let's be together because these guys suck. I actually don't hate that move as much, you know, because they don't, they're not bonded yet either. What move do you like for Sierra? I mean, I think she's making the right move. You know, she's definitely the fourth with the the blue collar guys for her to like see this sort of unformed group and be like, let's 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 bro down together. You know, that's the right move.
0: Yeah, I feel like for Sierra, the move is just get to the merge. I feel like all she has to do is get to the merge and nobody is worried about her. Like, I don't think she needs to worry too much about the, you know, uh, who's my final four right now. She just needs to get there. Um, I feel like like
1: this is a great final four for her, right? Like, you've got Joe, you've got Tyler, and you've got Joaquin. They're all big guys, and they're all going to like see each other as their biggest competition, therefore. So, Sierra, like, if she's like actually forms an alliance and is not just like, how can I escape by? Like, this might be the thing that carries her all the way.
0: Yeah, it's not bad. Joe's in a desperate spot. What she doesn't know is that Joe, if he makes it to the merge with all of the no collars, he will probably go back with Haley and Jen and sort of leave her, you know, but
1: sort that's of the question. You know, that's the question we were just discussing, right? Like, is the swap is the swap uh, group stronger than the merge than the the pre-merge group?
0: Yeah. And Joe is in the Kelly position. He's the one outsider in his group. And it seems like uh, both of them are going to be in a spot where they'll be able to sort of be under the radar. I think Kelly's in a little bit more danger than Joe is. But Joe should come out of this fine. Why would they vote out Joe?
1: So sweet. So beautiful. Why would you lose that? You know, yeah. his eyes twinkling every morning. Well, you
0: know, there can only be one winner at it, Steven.
1: Uh I hope everyone knows that when I talk about the winner, I'm very self-aware that it's somewhat ridiculous. That said, Tyler and Joe are both winning this game. (laughs) Wow. A co-winner. Jeff said they're going to be a big twist this season. That's the twist. That's the twist that Probst was talking about. Okay.
0: Um, Let me do uh, just a couple quick hits before we get to the questions. Uh, Jen finds an idol. She's very vocal in this episode. Are you feeling any love for Jen as a potential person to come out of this?
1: I love Jen's comment. Like with this idol, I can really screw up this game. Like, not not what you want to say at that moment.
0: Yeah, uh, I like that. what is with the immunity, immunity idol is like spins around.
1: If Very you were on a new season of Survivor, do you go immediately for the tree trunks? Are you just like just like let's? Go. Do you like our right, day one? Do you like bring everyone or do you go off by yourself in search of the idol in the tree trunk?
0: Uh, I think I go off by myself. I think yeah. that um i I think i might feign some sort of diarrhea oh think, smart yes i think i Classic like uh diarrhea ploy. Di- the old diarrhea ploy i feel like I feel that's like a i'm good. gonna go up by the well that's a my good diarrhea idea. i think where you get busted is where you keep going out for like you're gone for like you know an hour um yeah. you know i think it's like uh like oh yeah, yeah the runs
1: yeah i mean it worked. it worked out perfectly for jen with that chicken
0: right like Everyone that worked beginner. out great. Yeah. Yeah, it
1: really worked out great.
0: Yes. Um Steven, give me on a scale of 0 to 10 again. Uh Max putting his warty feet oh, in the drinking water. How He's much there, of that was, was like, a factor?
1: He looked kind of badass when like he was like walking up the the beach with these major you know sting stingray wounds and just being like, "Hey guys, I think I'm in incredible pain right now." But uh yeah, it's hard. It's hard when you put the the wart foot in the in the pan. What do you do at that point? Do you cut off your foot or do you burn the pan? <laughs> oh, if you're Max or if you're the other people, if you're the tribe, do you cut off Max's foot or do you destroy <laughs> the pan?
0: Are, are warts contagious like that? Yes.
1: Are they? Is that true? Yeah. Wow. I'm um, a doctor's son, so I've absorbed. I, I like his that knowledge is contagious.
0: The knowledge is contagious. So yeah. on a scale of zero to 10, how much of a factor was that in the decision to vote off Max?
1: I mean, he's a six. A
0: six. Yeah. So that was a bigger factor than the tribe swap.
1: Yeah, I think the tribe swap contributed and the warty, you know <laughs> poisoning the drinking water was what contributed, you know? Oh my so God. Like, yeah, what do you think? Well, give me a, you give me a number, two, three? I z-
0: I tend to feel like these things are overblown in the edit than they actually I think are. you
1: look for, you know what I think when you want to vote someone out you find the warty foot in all of them <laughs> you know you're looking for the warty foot and and when you want to vote him out you find the warty foot
0: okay uh so uh poor uh, Max's feet and again the whole thing with the stingray m- just even more evidence to uh more reason why you should be you know keeping your pants on in the water cuz that could have gone a lot worse for Max yeah, there you go. They could have gone a lot worse. Okay. Um, and I think that I think that's uh, you know,
1: one thing I want to say. Never, ever, 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 ever on Survivor say, I'm really happy we're going to tribal council. Um, I've got this under control.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, the edit really turned on Max and Shireen about, yeah. you know, half an hour into this episode. Yeah, You know, it was really like all of the stuff that, you know, it it serves you, you know, not that much to be overly arrogant in your confessionals, because if if what you are saying is going to happen, they probably won't use it um, because it'll be, you know, too on the nose. And if what you are saying will not happen and will make you look bad, they'll definitely use it. So there's a very limited upside here.
1: I, I think it's hard. I think this actually gets into one of the challenges. It's like it's hard to have like a good posture when you are giving your survivor confessionals, right? Where it's like hard to know like how do I like seem strategic, be funny, to the scenery a little bit, you know, without being arrogant or being like hubristic.
0: Yeah, it's a tough it's tough it's tough because you want to you know and, and, and you're getting, being asked questions which yeah. may be, uh, at, at times you know not necessarily what you want to talk about but you have to you know tr- you know try your best to answer the question you want to make everybody happy and so uh it's a tough spot it's a tough spot to uh do the confessionals on survivor but steven we are going to get to the questions from you guys here wow. uh in just a moment but first i want to take a moment and thank our sponsor and that those are our friends over at the dollar shave club now Stephen, wow. uh, i saw recently that you were on a list of a uh, top five bearded reality stars uh, Yeah, I, you know
1: max dawson this is the the day of, of bearded reality stars you know yeah
0: uh yeah how, and how do you keep your beard uh look looking so great but a lot a lot of sh- a lot of shaving of all well, the parts shaving that you do
1: is very you got to keep the lines clean so shaving is really important. Otherwise, it gets you know you get all these like weird hairs all over. It's, you got you got to shave regularly.
0: Okay, you got to shave regularly, and you got to get new blades. And the best way to do that is Dollar Shave Club because yeah. uh, you'll get a great shave, and you're not going to be paying out the nose and paying for all sorts of these features that you don't even need. You ever get the razor with the vibrating handle, Stephen? I yeah, I've, I've paid a lot that of money once. for a
1: vibrating razor handle it's so ridiculous i don't even you know i don't even use the vibrations you know it's night nice. i mean you know it's well, nice. that's a good way to get electrocuted bring in batteries into the shower in the shower you know. with you yeah, yeah it's, ridiculous.
0: it's a bad idea so stop paying out the nose to get a great shave make the switch to dollarshaveclub.com you'll get amazing razors and grooming supplies for a couple of bucks it's simple and smart it takes just two minutes to get going and then you never have to worry about razors again you get a free handle and then you get replacement blades for just a few bucks And they get delivered every month or every other month like clockwork. So stop squeezing weeks of shaves out of your dull razor and treat yourself to a fresh blade anytime you want. Upgrade to the smarter way to shave. Get your shave gear from dollarshaveclub.com slash rjp. Shave time, shave money, dollarshaveclub.com slash rjp. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash r-h-a-p.
1: You know, I'm a big fan. You know, I'm I probably do that. I I last last podcast I signed up for uh, uh, nature box. Yes. So uh, now I'm going to sign up for. Doll- I'm, I'm eating their I'm eating their pretzels right now. Okay. Are they making you thirsty? <laughs> no, they're delicious. Okay. They're so All delicious. right. So here we
0: go. So let's get into the questions, Stephen. Of course, uh, the questions come into us. Uh, you can send them with the hashtag RHAP or on our YouTube channel at robhasawebsite dot com slash. YouTube okay so let's go ahead and uh, bring in the questions for tonight that Scott St. Pierre has put together and here's question number one from Nick 2S Stephen,
1: uh, Nick S. wants to know so is the new rule of thumb to always have 10% confidence in being able to find the idol in order to find it So, reference to Jen says that uh, she goes in search of the idol and has 10% confidence that she'll get it okay
0: uh, well Carolyn said that she's 150% not with Max and Shireen right
1: Right. And that was true too.
0: Yes. So, um, yeah, I think so. 10% Stephen. that's the, that's the way to go.
1: I mean, I don't know. I, for me, like confidence is like, you know, you, you, you have confidence and the thing happens. I think you need 150%. <laughs>
0: okay. Let's yeah. go to, uh, JJ rules. Oh seven. Is it better to listen like a guy or a girl? Uh, Steven did, uh, Dan listen to an audio book of men are from Mars. Women are from <laughs> Venus
1: uh, before he left for survivor. I mean, the way he defines it, right? He basically defines it as, like, be terrible or be understanding. Like, you definitely should listen, like a girl, as Dan defines it, or listen, I guess, is the other alternative, (laughs) you know, where it just like to, you know, especially on Survivor, you do want to build consensus. Basically, uh, Dan's dichotomy is guys argue and girls agree, like, is the way he puts it. And on Survivor, you want to agree.
0: Yeah. Dan's sort of strategy is like, all right, you know, men, they try to fix the problems. Women just need to be completely patronizing of whatever they say. Oh, yeah, I totally understand that. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, like, I, I I think that's probably not 100% accurate.
1: Yeah. Uh, probably not how all how the genders break down. Uh, sort of the Jeff Probst uh, rule of like genders, you know, just <laughs> like, <laughs> very Boy. much like. These are what the guys do. This is what Colby does. This is what Savage does. You know, these are what the girls do. You got, these are the nerds do. How far out
0: there did Rodney have to go at that first tribal council for Jeff Probst to (laughs) accuse Rodney of offending millions of women at home?
1: It was, but what was amazing to me about that is that Rodney has no idea. He's like, of course, of course women should hold themselves to a higher standard. Like, what do you mean? Like he like can't comprehend what Jeff is even saying to him.
0: Yeah. boy, who knew Rodney's mom was going to be such a big factor this season between yeah. Dan calling her a whore last week and then how she raised Rodney and then she's 64 years old, but she's still hot. You would hit on her. His yeah. uh, mom is guy going on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And boy, I, I just wanted to say that uh, the whole idea of like the whole conversation of that, you know, you know, uh, if if girls go out and they hook up, they're a slut, and if guys do it, they're a player. Is the most boring conversation in the history of human civilization. Oh my god,
1: it's so boring. Oh my
0: god, I would want to vote both Rodney and Lindsay off for debating Can that. Can we vote a tr- this
1: conversation out of the island? Am I right? Yeah. Oh my is god. If right you ever course.
0: if you ever hear two people having that conversation, just walk right out of that room. That is going to be the the worst thing you've ever heard. Yeah. Um all right. So uh this is from
1: Stacy Gates, Stephen. You want to take this one? Yeah, Stacy Gates wants to know how many people on the Red Tribe had a heart attack when Max pretended to pull out an idol. It's interesting, because they did not split the votes as so far as we saw.
0: Yeah. They did not split the votes. And also, um, I don't think Max actually thought he was going home. I think Max, because yeah. um, it seemed like, you know, Max was like horsing around him and Shireen were having so much fun. And then when Max got voted off, he was kind of speechless, right? He didn't say, uh, he didn't have like a quip planned where I feel like, uh, had he known he was going to go out? I think he had like, uh, you know, sort of a, uh, you know, a survivor joke there.
1: Right. I agree. I think he was just sort of like screwing around. Hold up, bro. is a reference to that sort of, uh, Right, it's. Uh, I think Malcolm said it at one point in um, Survivor, Caramoan, and uh, and then you know there was like a Lego video made out of uh, out of that little moment. Yeah. So that was the Max was who has been big on on reference references uh, was referring to that.
0: Yes, um, so uh, I'm surprised that one they let all that stuff in there. I'm surprised also that Jeff's head doesn't explode. <laughs> right, like <laughs> like how much uh, Survivor references does it take before Jeff is gonna? Uh, really? I mean, because that that whole tribal council was wacky. Where Shireen talks to Jeff, like Jeff, you're you're making a face right now. Um, yeah. and that was so funny. And then Jeff mentions, uh, I guess the
1: Botox <laughs> isn't working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, what? Yeah. I can't believe Jeff Ruff said that. I thought he was. I mean, there's no way he uses Botox, though, right? Do you think he he was joking?
0: I don't know. I don't know. No? I, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. Um, all things said in jest, Stephen. Um, yeah. And then also, then there was the whole thing about Max talking about bringing One up World. the Survivor yeah. One World uh, tribe swap. Um, yeah, that would be an interesting thing to talk about uh, all of the potentially lopsided uh, tribe swaps from Survivor history.
1: I love I love a good lopsided tribe swap. It's fun when they're evenly matched and it's fun when it's a blowout. You know, yeah. it's, it was uh, it's comical. It's comical.
0: Yes, uh, cuz they were they were the misfits. I mean, I feel like survivors had on a run of somewhat bad luck on these tribe swaps. Uh the Survivor Original Blood versus Water one was not great uh where it ended up with Vetus with all of the women. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> with, right. like Laura Boneham and Kat yeah. and uh Tina and Katie. Uh so and that and the other tribe ended up with like, you know, Hayden and uh Tyson and and <laughs> Aris and Jervis. Um, <laughs> so, so I I really feel like they need to go back to the drawing board somewhere. Maybe I I feel like after you, I like to pick them. Yeah, this is a
1: fun way to do it. Like
0: forget the schoolyard pick to start a season. Right. But I think the move is. At the tribe swap, let's do the schoolyard pick. I like the
1: schoolyard pick at the tribe swap. I think at that's the tribe great. swap.
0: I think that's probably a more even way to do it. Or you have one person divide the two tribes, and the other person pick what they want. I think we can like. Oh, I think yeah. the the throw the pieces up in the air. Uh, I think that that's leading to some unexciting uh, immunity challenges.
1: But the, and the pick them too. It like adds a little. They're always trying to add that little strategic twist, right? Like, how do we like subtly bring personality into this and i think the pickem does that because it's you picked her instead of me like what the heck are the person who's not picked yeah. is bitter and the other tribe and they're like why wasn't i picked you know i think there's a, I think that could be a really fun way to stir stir the pot a little bit yeah the survivors can only
0: screw it up to start a season but i feel like at this yeah. point in the game where the merge is a few days away i think let the let the survivors uh pick their own teams i think that that would be fun yeah. um okay did, did
1: the gabon tribe pick did that just yes, end tribe that ended forever? it
0: that was it they haven't done like, that since
1: what is wrong with
0: you people yeah yes it was you you could see the exact moment i believe it's when uh crystal cox picks suzy i think that's the exact moment <laughs> that uh survivor uh tribe drafts end for good okay
1: Ah, uh, good stuff riley rage um, steven didn't Jillian? I thought Jillian. Anyway, whatever. Someone picked. Didn't? Wasn't Jillian who picked Susie? I mean, I guess you're a more recent. Have haven't seen? No, I, 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 look, I'm I'm flying by the seat of my pants. Yeah. Uh, really, rage wants to know. First half was a bit boring for me, but what a great second half. Question about the second tribal. Why didn't Jeff question Carolyn at all? Seems like she got away easy as far as questioning from Jeff. You, again,
0: this is you don't see. I'm sure Jeff did question Carolyn. That yeah. I think she didn't say anything that was a factor that was tied into what was going on. So. Um, I think that she probably that Jeff probably asked her about what was going on. She probably kept up her game face that she was sticking with Max and and it probably just wasn't interesting.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Okay. All right. Let's take another question. Uh, Darren, Darren, uh, uh, Bucketer, uh, what star sign most often gets voted out fifth, Stephen
1: uh, Scorpio, Scorpio. Oh, interesting. Yeah. They're the, they're the dangerous ones. You gotta get rid of
0: them. They are are very dangerous. Okay uh let's go to how about uh this question.
1: institute wants to know why did it make sense for carolyn to flip she was number three with white collar now she's number four or five with no collar i do we alluded to this earlier i am curious what you think about this not on the surface a great move for carolyn
0: yeah that's fair um she did hate max and shireen so um i think it makes sense for her in that instance i mean you know, I, I would want to see the numbers on this. Of does it make sense to defect away from the people that you don't
1: like and forming no. a new a, a new group? Um, Absolutely not. It never. It does not make. I don't, those people never win. The people who flip to the new group never win. Um, maybe Tony won. So, Tony I mean, flipped to a new group. I mean, though? Tony. Tony
0: won. Tyson ended up flipping. Uh, you know, away from you know no, a he group. Didn't. He was with Jervis till the end. He was with well. He was with a small, uh, a smaller group. He was with uh, right, but he, fl- he, but he flipped on his alliance of Aris
1: and and Tina. He voted out Aris, who was in his alliance, but he didn't flip to like the bottom of another alliance. And that's what Carolyn is doing, right? She's going from one alliance to the bottom of another alliance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's not like taking her alliance with her and voting out someone within it.
0: Yeah, off the top of my head, I can't remember uh, if this has worked out well for somebody.
1: I, this is my I, I would this to me is like the worst thing you can do in Survivor is like flip on your alliance because you're always the one who's voted out next. Usually, I mean, maybe not in this example, but like typically the person who flips is the next person gone. And that was Cochrane in, in South Pacific or he wasn't the next person gone, but he was, you know, Fincher in Samoa. Um, you know, Candace and here but are the I feel like this on. is
0: different. The pre merge uh, swap that I feel like, um, You know, for uh, I would go back to Survivor Amazon where Heidi. Oh, go back to Survivor Amazon. No, after the Survivor Amazon swap, uh, Heidi ends up voting out uh, Gene, who isn't necessarily in her alliance, but is part of the you know to avoid the uh, ultimate three-three tie. Ends up going with the men, and then after the merge happens, she ends up going back to her original alliance with Jenna and Dina for a bit you know, I feel like Carolyn sees it the same way where it's like, okay, let me get in good with these people. Let me vote out the people I don't like. And then after the merge, if that happens, then I can get in back with Joaquin and Tyler and I have an idol. Yeah.
1: Yeah okay um, let's keep going i don't know i mean it's possible it is possible that like uh but i i you know if it's a if it's a if she flips back maybe it's just eh, i don't know you, you never see that working out okay um sanchez wants to know robin steven who from the blue tribe do you think is in the best position and who do you think will find the hidden immunity idol this is a really good question there is an open hidden immunity idol in play on the blue beach
0: yes um so who do we think could find it um Let's see. Uh, I would say Tyler because uh, the other guys from the blue collar tribe have been there for like 13 days and they haven't found it yet. So
1: maybe some some new or blood. Carolyn, who's the person who seems to be finding them without clues right and left. But she's not on the blue collar tribe. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. And he's seen the clue. I, I've Joaquin has that. seen
0: a clue also, but he was wasn't able to find his fast enough before Carolyn did. Yeah. So uh,
1: maybe Tyler. Um, what about Joe? He's he's handsome.
0: That Joe is handsome. That it, there's yeah. no doubt about that. But he wasn't able to find the one on the no collar tribe.
1: I was surprised that the no collars didn't really uh, look for the idol at all.
0: Yeah. Um, do you think that there is something to the no collar idea where on Survivor you do want to just sort of be a, l- a little bit not as uptight as uh, Max and Shireen proved to be? Wait, uptight. Like sort of just like really wound up in the numbers and thinking about things and going it over, over and over and over again in their head, giving each other, you know, high fives about the plan. And
1: I mean, they were definitely like that, like when they were just like spinning with each other by the fire. I, that to me, I mean, for sure, you're, you know, that that was an example of like exactly what they were doing wrong. Having right? mandatory
0: was, rest time. Stephen,
1: do you have I'm mandatory like, rest time? I I was attracted by that. I have trouble relaxing too. I'm a high-strung individual, raw. I guess you your white problem. collar, not yeah. like me. Yeah. You're, you're no collar. <laughs> yeah. I don't but even you made it break, You break the podcasting rule.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm no, I'm no collar cause I'm a Libra. Yeah. Now. And, and, and Eliza just broke her, uh, computer. If she's watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um okay. Uh, Jake Cardwell, a couple more questions. Uh, is there a challenge that the new red tribe can win? Uh, Name that Perry Como song, perhaps. Uh, Hashtag
1: fishback is God. Oh my god! Wow, here we go. Finally getting that hashtag to trend. Fishback is God. (laughs) Fishback is God. That's our hashtag. Um, (laughs) uh, No, there is no, there is no challenge. The Red Tribe can win.
0: Maybe something that it's like maybe involving balance or something.
1: There is no challenge. The Red Tribe can win.
0: Yeah, probably not. (laughs) Probably not. <laughs> yeah. But again, maybe they just feel like, hey, let's, you know, whatever. They're going to merge soon. We'll vote out Shireen next. doesn't matter. Right. All right. Let's do one more question. Uh,
1: right. Umberto Uriccio wants to know, um, uh, Max wasn't voted out because of the swap. He was voted out because of his bad social game, right? Hashtag RHAP.
0: I mean, that's seem- seemingly, that's that's what happened.
1: Right, I mean, to be fair, Max was in a better position pre-swap, I think is what we were saying, where Tyler and Joaquin kind of had his back at, you know, and and when Carolyn kept on bringing up, we got to vote at Max, we got to vote at Max, they were pushing back. So he was in a solid position in the other tribe. um, And I think Max would have had like at least the wherewithal to, you know, if he saw that coming to, uh, you know, throw Shireen under the bus, but um, or maybe to flip it on Carolyn, you know, who knows? So yeah. I think that the try the swap ended up, you know, he, clearly he wasn't playing the best social game at the swap, but he was he was playing a strong social game before that. And I thought we saw like I thought there were some really good moments, you know, where we saw Max's social ability, like when Carolyn is ranting about how like, why do you why are you going to put, you know, let's Shreem play what I should be playing. And Max is like, well, maybe I won't play, you know, maybe none of us will play, you know, like mm-hmm. I thought he was doing a good job of placating Carolyn at that moment.
0: Yeah, I don't think that it was a disaster or anything like that. Uh, you know, he's he's not exactly a, a Carolina out there, Stephen. <laughs> I hear you. Um, I hear you that. But that being that being said, um, you know, he did put himself in a position where, the, you know, five people said, hey, who should we vote out tonight? Max or Shireen? It's a fo- you know, who's getting on our nerves more? OK, let's pick Max
1: i'm sure that wasn't entirely i i you know in my Again, mind according a, to
0: jen according to right, jen carolyn and i wanted
1: max gone right like yeah. we saw that early like he she, she wanted felt him like, gone much more than she wanted Shereen. more gone. of a she strategic a threat
0: in terms yeah. of what carolyn wanted to do we yeah. heard from one person who said it was uh, down to who was more annoying and i think he did annoy haley with the uh wart in the water
1: or The the wart,
0: sure yes all right Stephen. who got the fishy tonight
1: uh i haven't written the blog yet um oh yeah. How no um, collar of you. I don't know. I like what, who, who should get the fishy? Like who played well? Carolyn. Yeah, I I, I guess. I don't think she did though. I think flipping over to oh, the you bottom don't like of that another line is not a great move. You don't like that move. Well, I, I mean, I guess Sierra played well, like Joe played well. About Jen. What about Joe? Yeah, Jen played well, but yeah, but yeah, I guess, I guess she played well. Did she? She found the idol.
0: Yeah. She also talked to, even though she just assumed she didn't like sell Carolyn at all. Uh, it was just sort of like, she just, yeah, well, that's what I was thinking.
1: Yeah, she like, she goes over to Carolyn. and Karen's like, let me t- take me with you. And Jen's like, Oh yeah, oh you would do that? do that. Oh, okay. Let's, let's do yeah. that. Uh, that's not a great play. Okay. Uh, Jen. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe, I don't know, Sierra, maybe mm. know. she, she made a good jump.
0: I, if, I guess so. I guess so. Um, and uh, real quick, we didn't talk about it tonight yet. Uh, what about the the pallet falling on uh, Kelly's head? Should this be okay. the end of Survivor blindfold challenges, Stephen?
1: I mean, I think there's a difference between a Survivor blindfold challenge and a Survivor blindfold challenge where there are like giant wooden platforms falling from the sky. But right? Stephen, the whole the- point
0: of Survivor blindfold challenges is that so people get hurt. I mean, they set it up. In yeah. a way to put people blindfolds on people them, yeah, yeah. so that people either get hit in the groin or yeah. hurt. I mean, yeah. somebody, I mean, I, I watched like big Tom definitely got a concussion, uh, getting, you know, hit with a, with a giant, uh, you know, Tetris piece, uh, in the head, Um yeah. You know, and they don't do concussion testing on Survivor unless you like can't like walk or anything. But like, there's no chance Big Tom did not have a concussion like uh, yeah, and mean, I'm not saying this because I uh, single handedly, you could blame a blindfold challenge on me losing Survivor in both seasons. <laughs> uh, it has
1: nothing to do with it. It's just we're just
0: waiting for people to get seriously hurt. And Survivor dodged a bullet that Kelly didn't have to get medevaced out of the game.
1: I, I I agree that the blindfold is like, and then in there, there's like the wacky music when they like bang their crotches in like boing or whatever, like, you know, crotches. Uh, but it's uh, that made sense in my mind.
0: Yeah. Um, and for the record, you don't need it, Survivor. Uh, that need- uh, I, There's so many great challenges that we have yeah. to pull from, including the immunity challenge uh, at the end of the first hour, which was a fantastic challenge so yeah. this you don't you don't need the blindfold challenge uh yeah. you know that if you want to do a blindfold in the maze that's fine but we've done it now i mean we're going on 30 seasons of the caller and the person with the blindfold and get the stuff and people getting hurt and crashing into each other it's just uh like uh i don't know who's like oh i wasn't gonna watch survivor tonight but if they're doing the blindfold challenge i'm in
1: yeah i'm with you i'm with you it's like why why are you like trying to set people up for injuries you know like why is that the goal and that is the goal of the blindfold challenge shut like, it
0: down survivor shut, shut it down it down take yeah. go take off your your are blind to hurting people yeah yes Okay. All, right. all right so steven fishback uh fantastic job tonight i feel like you were on point and on
1: fire likewise i mean that was an easy episode to podcast about you know nina episode not so much that one great episode a lot happened you have all of these big characters doing big things you know really strong season of survivor so far so uh, uh i'm excited I, I can't wait to see what happens next i mean yes. i guess probably shereen will be voted out next but but uh then the following one that's that's the one i can't we'll wait see for. we're set up for an exciting merge. yeah we are set up for an exciting merge. okay
0: all right so steven great job tonight on the show of course, uh, we are going to be having our interview with Dale and Kelly coming up yeah. tomorrow. Plus, I'll do the voicemails with Ryan Elder. Get those in at com slash voicemail. Stephen, uh, anything else tonight?
1: It's a pleasure, Rob. And, you know, I want to just reiterate how touched i was by all the people who came out uh last week to the know-it-alls it was really really meaningful to just i walked into this huge room and i got like this giant round of applause like you could just feel the love you know all night uh for what you've created rob for like the 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 big survivor fans and the big know-it-alls fans and the big RHAP fans who came out you know from Australia, from Israel. I mean, from down the block. You know, the fact that you guys came out and supported us and were there, it was just so moving and cool and like truly one of my like great life experiences.
0: Wow. Steven Fishback. Yeah. yeah. Really? Well, fantastic job by you tonight. Fantastic job as well uh last week, Steven. So um really fun. Fun season. Good stuff. Good stuff. Sorry. Sorry got you on yeah. the uh on the water drink. Uh, <laughs> the but, water, sure, yeah. But anyway, Stephen, uh okay, fantastic job. Well, you you want to go with the hashtag
1: fishback is god? I think that might be. I don't know if I want to go is with that. Tempting fate? What what was the thing that Max said there was like some um Oh my gosh. I loved I loved uh there was something that Max said that I loved. In- inauthentic Kumbaya. What about that <laughs> as the hashtag? <laughs> Who can spell that? Yeah, I don't
0: know. Okay. All right. Anyway, so uh, let's what, what do you want to go with? You know, fish
1: bag is God feels a little bit, you know, <laughs> not the right. Not the right note.
0: That's too much. Uh, that's yeah. too much. All right. Uh, all right. Inauthentic Kumbaya. Uh, is, and, and that doesn't refer to uh, what you were saying about the last week on the know-it-alls, was it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, no. All what right. about that lizard? Can we do that lizard like death lizard or something? That death lizard. That was a terrifying lizard. moment. Oh. You know, what? The, that lizard with like the centipedes crawling all over, it. that was the scariest thing I've ever seen.
0: Oh my god. Uh very very scary, very scary.
1: Yeah. Uh would you eat a snake, Stephen? I I don't know. I mean, if you don't know it's po- I, mean, I guess yeah, it would eat the snake. You know what? Why not? Why not? All right. Thanks so much
0: everybody. This was a fun episode tonight. Great to recap it with you. Uh great questions. Looking forward to tomorrow and uh, hey If you're up for it, uh, let's get those votes going uh, for podcast awards, podcastawards.com. You can vote daily uh, for RHAP. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.